So now you should, can you still hear me? Yep, I can still hear you. Episode number two, we are on with a good friend of mine. Um, I can't wait to uh, have you guys hear his journey and hear how uh, how he's gone from uh, just just a kid in high school to now a uh, aspiring and fast growing uh, talent out in the Bay Area. Um, he actually has a single out called Blue Light. You guys should check it out. It's available on all platforms. It's a beautiful song. Um, and he does it all. DIY guy over here. DIY over here. Um, as, as they say. He's, uh, he's, got, he's got everything. Uh, I'm, honored to, I'm honored to have him on here. Uh, singer, songwriter, producer, and great musician overall. Uh, and I'm lucky to call him a friend, Phil Q. Everyone, how you doing? How's Phil? it going, guys? How's it going, Padge? Good. How's the family going? Family is great, man. It's uh, it's just been it's been a crazy few years. Uh, I feel like the last time I saw you in person must have been 2016 or so. 2017. Yeah. yeah. Like around 2016, 2017. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of years. Yeah. But you've gone, you've grown so much, man. Since then, uh, musically, of course, and then all all around production, your music sounds great. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with that. Let's start with uh, where you were in 2016. Um, obviously, uh, you and I worked together uh, briefly, yeah. and um, uh, man, and and all those drives I made out there, man, all the way to the Bay Area. Oh yeah. Uh, but it I, was fun though. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, man. It was great. We were able to, to, uh, get going with, with your piano and then we went into your singing and then you, uh, before we knew it, you were the one, you know, uh, teaching me a few things about me. <laughs> it was, it was cool. It was a great experience. I don't have that many adult students for people who don't know. I, I teach music. Um, I'm a music instructor, but I, um, the bulk of my students are, are younger, uh, you know, grade school, uh, mostly uh, K through maybe seventh or eighth grade. Um, but I do have a, a good amount of adult students or young adult students. And, and um, I can't even call Phil a student. He, he was more of a uh, colleague at this point. You know, he, he, uh, he, he, was, he was already, he had everything in the bag. He had all the talents on, on, on piano, guitar, uh, vocals. Uh, and you'll hear that in his music. Um, so definitely check out his, uh, his music, uh, Blue Light. That's a great song. How did you come up with that song, man? Now, uh, tell me about that. So Blue Light was an inspiration from, from a date I had with this one girl. So, so we were having a good time. We were just um, chilling, you know, listening to good music. But then there was this one time when she was on her phone. So that was basically the inspiration. And plus quarantine has hit. So we've been spending a lot more time on our phones. And sometimes we sometimes forget. Um, we forget about the actual connections that we've, we've had like physical connections, but like, even though we had so many digital connections throughout this entire year. So this song was just in this, just, um, just came from, you know, being able to rekindle those those um real connections instead of um just on zoom or on or on facetime or anything on those on anything on that nature so yeah. blue light the message is put down put down your phone and spend more time with me you know it's mm. it's just about it's just about it's actually about more than being that it's more than being that can it's more than just rekindling that connection. It's basically saying, I can be your Spotify. I can, I can be the tune that's in your head. I can be 
your Instagram story time that you keep up here, you know? Nice. Hey, that that's that's a great that's a great topic right there, man. The the whole and 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 uh remind remind me and the audience, mm -hmm. what what are we looking at? How old are you right now? So right now I am 24 years young. I'm in my I'm in my Kobe year. <laughs> Kobe year, there you go. R.I.P. Kobe, man. What a loss that was. Tragic, tragic. Extremely um, tragic, man. I know. Crazy. I still I still am shocked a year later, over a year later. But um the reason I asked your age is because so you're a twenty-four year old. You're definitely uh what do you consider yourself? Millennial or do you consider yourself Gen Z, Gen X? What do you what do you what do you what do you say? Honestly, nowadays I don't really see that much of a difference between millennials and Gen Z. I know is like correct me if I'm wrong. It's is it when is it are the millennials um like dependent more dependent on their phone than Gen Z or the other way around? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, if there's literally like a uh, Google <laughs> definition to what what year to what year defines you as a millennial, and so there's different ways of looking at it, I suppose. But um, uh, I guess as far as um attachment to social media or attachment to to devices right mm -hmm. smartphones ipads the whole nine um i mean my parents even are attached to their devices right now i mean i i, I can honestly <laughs> tell you uh there was a funny um uh, photo i took a few weeks ago my brother-in-law he's he's 28 and mm -hmm. my father who's 66 and they're both in the same picture and they're both on their phones, not aware of, of their surroundings. <laughs> so I guess it doesn't matter what, uh, what, um, generation we belong to. I think it's kind of, if you allow it, it can grab you and, and, and just suck you into this, this, uh, this world, the internet that, you know, that's taken over it. What do you think of it though? I mean, the blue light is a great, um, it's a great reminder of, of, looking up more than we look down on our phones and and there's a lot that we can offer to each other face to face mm -hmm. you know and and i and i definitely agree with that um but what are your thoughts overall i mean social media is one of those things that it it can i feel that it's like we need it because mm -hmm. it's it's it can be a great source for good information and and you can individually investigate your own the the real the real like what's really out there right of course and of course the conspiracy theorists will say no it's all made up they put they put on what what they want you to see <laughs> but i i honestly believe that um if if it makes sense to my in my mind and it and it, it feels right when i look at information i uh -huh. i like to i like to think of that as as truth now um what that's a whole other topic of what what is truth but what do you think of it? What do you think of social media? What, where it's at and where it's brought uh, all generations right currently over the last 40 years of the, that Internet has become a sensation? That's a really good question. So when it comes to social media as a whole topic, in, in one sentence or two, social media, I, be, I believe, is it's much more like a tool. And it all depends on how the person uses it and how much a person uses it. So like just, it's basically just like anything else, anything in moderation is good. Um, but the dose always pick is the dose defines the poison, you know? Oh, that's so, a good saying. so like you have, you have a lot of people who are using show, social media, like to expand their businesses, to, to reach a lot of people, um, to spread positivity, um, those are good. Those are good ways to use social media. I commend them for that. But then you got the other side of the spectrum where a lot of people start fighting on social media, where they start, um, they start creating arguments over little things where the, where sometimes social media can destroy real relationships. You know, yeah. I've seen it happen a million times where a lot of fights start on social media. And there's also the topic of cyberbullying. This has happened a lot, especially in, um, in today's in today's schools yeah it's it's happened a lot but yeah. i guess but in conclusion it all depends on how we use this newfound power that we haven't had 50 years ago <laughs> you know I, I it's interesting yeah cyber bullying man 
that it's tough to see that, you know, um, I, uh, I just got bullying when I was in school. So it was just, it was kind of in your face bullying, you know? So like, but, but this whole addition of, uh, cyber bullying, as you say, it, it's actually, it can be very damaging. And, um, it's a reminder of, of, to me is a reminder of responsibility, right? Ultimately, um, you know, you have, they label them cyber bullies, bullying or keyboard warriors is another one, right? Where, yeah. where you can just say whatever you want and you're hiding behind a uh, keyboard. Um, and not saying that you should say that stuff in their face or in a person's face, because neither of them is, is a contribution to the betterment, in my opinion, of, of humanity. I mean, um, at the risk of sounding uh, kind of cheesy, but I, I, it's true though you know i think i think um with any new invention humanity has seen it i feel like we've filtered we've had to go through some filtration until the mm -hmm. purity of it is 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 left like until until whatever element is is remain remaining um and and we go through our mistakes with it and sadly we repeat a lot of the same mistakes right we we don't mm -hmm. And in, in, in relation to this, I feel it's more of a um, think about what you how you would feel if you were to hear those words that you're about to spew out to someone else. Right. And if if you're irked by it, even a one percent, then maybe you shouldn't write that. Right. So. I'm not saying that people aren't entitled to their opinions, I'm saying there's a way we can express ourselves even if we're on polar opposites of the spectrum and we can still have a friendly conversation. And by the end of it, we're not at each other's throats because we're not putting down the other person's views or, or uh, no matter how, uh, how much you disagree with them, you know? So. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it all comes down to whether, right. mm -hmm. we're back. All right. And we're back. So there <laughs> We had a slight technical issue, don't, uh, no big deal. Um, so yeah, we were discussing uh, cyberbullying and and um, the idea of responsibility and 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 how important that is, especially the older we get. Right? We can say that as kids, you know, we, we make mistakes, and that's understandable. Um, even as adults, we can make mistakes. Um, the goal is, you know, make your mistakes. If you know, if you if you can avoid a mistake that's kind of pretty obvious, then why not, right? Mm -hmm. We should treat each other with uh, kindness and respect, regardless of how we feel about the their opinion or even their views. And obviously, topics of that have polarizing views, as we know, and we'll get into that. You know, politics and 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 um, social justice. And, and all of that, because um, I do want to hear your uh, your views on that as well. Um, of course. But, you know, it's it's just uh, I think we need to. And I think we're trending that way, especially that shows the social dilemma. You know, I, I don't know if you watch that, but um, that was that was a great reminder of, of you know, uh, how this uh, social media platform can be either used for greater good or it can be used recklessly and you can see you can see that that fork in the road it's so easy to go either way right um but you have to think what again i always think what's better what's better to be uh to help to help the betterment of the future and 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 one day i'm sure you want to have it uh a, a married life with kids and 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 so do i i got the marriage part down already <laughs> I haven't gotten to the kids yet but um i work with kids right as i mentioned and and i want i just feel very irresponsible if i'm setting a bad example uh for those kids because social media is so easy to find your teachers and a lot of my kids find us find me it's so easy right you just need to type in your name done there's my teacher and then if i have like a an ugly post one just one right that could that could mean uh that could totally like 
change the perspective of that kid on what kind of person I am. Right. Even if I'm not that kind of person, I had one heated moment and I let that run on the internet. And now, you know, I have to deal with that, the consequences. Right. So, um, as I should, because in my opinion, I, I don't think I, we should always think about and reread our, uh, tweets that we're about to send out our Instagram live posts or, or Facebook posts, whatever it is. I want to make sure that I'm not offending to the best of my knowledge and abilities, anybody or any demographic or even any person in that post, even if I want to say my opinion about a topic that's polarizing, you know, it's, it's, it's not that hard to do. Right. I don't think, um, what about you? Do you think it's, it's hard to, control your um the way you you deliver a topic or, or opinion on a topic online the way i see it is when when it comes to control especially with when it comes to your social media control is basically steering your ship towards the right direction it's not really slowing yourself down it's really steering you towards the right direction so control is insanely important when it comes to social media because um, everything you put online, it stays there forever. Yeah. Even if you delete it from Facebook or Instagram, it stays there forever. So yeah. you always have to be ready. Um, you have to be conscious about your posts. Like is, is what you're posting negative or positive? Like it's okay to post your own opinions. Um, sometimes your political views, um, if you want to post them, that's fine. As long as you as long as you're coming across as just giving your own opinion instead of trying to shoot someone else's opinion down. That's so important. You're right. hundred like, percent. Um, yeah. Continue. Like, Sorry. <laughs> no worries. So, um, so yeah, definitely when it comes to social media control is absolutely important. So yeah. one thing I like to do when I, when I, um, to control myself when it comes to social media posts is I like to show it to my mom. So, so every, so I love your mom, by the way. Yeah. She's I, really nice. Send her my love, man. I miss her so much. <laughs> of course. So every, so whenever I post something, I show my mom and just, it's so, it's just to keep me in control of what I post to make sure nothing I post is wrong. Nothing I post is bad, but also to keep my mom in the loop. Cause I am, I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, great, man. But the point is control, control, control. Absolutely. Controlling is uh, not in a, and I'm, and I think I can speak for uh, both of us when I say that, you know, con not controlling in the negative sense, right? We, 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 um, we mean it in, in a responsible sense. It, it's ideally you just don't, um, let, uh, what is that called? Like, you're throwing up at the mouth, right? You're, you're just throwing up like whatever you think and then you just throw it out there. And that's a great way to do it. Right. Have your mom read it. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Cause you know, I, I know for a fact, your mom, uh, raised you and your brother, uh, really well and, and wanted to make sure that you guys are, are, uh, two good, young, responsible adults and, and, and it's, it's working. And, um, but absolutely, it's it's important to uh, definitely at le at the minimum think about how the what you're saying and and what's the motive, right? Are you if your motive is anything but to give your opinion um, on on a topic? Uh, let's just double check, triple check, quadruple check to make sure it's uh, not hurting someone, as you said. So. Um, of course. Yeah. And I think we'll get there. I'm hopeful that we're going to get there. Um, will it be like a uh, switch? I don't know. But uh, I just think we've been gradually headed that way because it's we're talking about it right now. And, and you and I aren't the only people who've noticed, right? I mean, there's, they've spent billions, trillions of dollars on campaigns against cyberbullying, right? On campaigns against... Mm -hmm. um, uh, these uh, hurting people or 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 um, keyboard warriors. The the terms are, are endless, but idea being, let's just be nice. If we 
I watched this show kidding. I don't know if you ever watch it. It, uh, Jim Carrey, it's on uh, showtime. It's a dark comedy mm. show. Yeah. It's, um, mm -hmm. but, but there's a lot of great messages, t uh, filtered in through it. Mm -hmm. and, and every, you know, Jim Carrey plays this, uh, Mr. Rogers S character, which that was a great uh, show back when I was a kid. Um, and so when, but then everyone around them are more quote unquote, like real life, right? Like they're more like, they're like, dude, you're so like delusional, this, that, right? Like, cause he's so extra positive about everything. Mm -hmm. And, and so when they throw like F bombs or they throw like, uh, you know, they cuss in the, on the show, he, he always says, um, He's like, don't, don't use a bad word. If you could use, you could replace it with a good word. And it's like, so, um, yeah, yeah like it sounds cheesy. Cause it's like, it's easy to think, oh, that's cheesy. But then you think about it and, and that whole show is a, eventually goes to this whole arc of like those people who were negative towards him uh, about speaking proper or whatever, not, uh, and we're not, I'm not advocating that everyone should speak proper. I cuss myself, so I'm not, <laughs> but, but, um, but it's just it was one of the many messages in that show in the midst of this dark humor and comedy and and like realism filtered mixed in with um like this life on tv that he had and then he tried to actually live that life outside of tv and it, he would run into challenges after challenges but eventually it he just he was staying true to himself right and he he believed that that's how he should be um and, and again, I, I, I'm no Mr. Rogers. I'm not even pretending to be, I just, I just like that show because it took what we all face every day, cyberbullying or, or just, um, uh, people being disrespectful, especially with this politics. Right. I mean, look, look at this country right now. Right. Um, and then that's something I wanted to get your views on as a uh, Filipino American, um, of course. because it, I, I have, you know, I, I'm, I'm Persian as you know, but I feel like you, you have a very, um, unique, uh, approach to this and view, uh, being raised in a quote unquote, um, immigrant family. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, as did I, how, let's let's segue into that how do you how do you uh what were your thoughts with this past four years with um uh the former president and and the the following that he gained and and where it led to all all the way to the to the darkest day in recent history um as far as the the whole capital uh riots and coup and what what were you thinking when you were looking, seeing all that? Like when I was, when I, well, are we starting with the four years of four years with Trump or with the insurrection? Uh, I guess it's or, all relative, honestly. Well, yeah. Where to start? Like, where do you, yeah. Let's start like, with the, with the insurrection. What, what did you, what was your, what was running through your head when you saw that? So there were a lot of things running through my head, actually. Like when I first saw it, I thought to myself, is this actually happening? Like, like, how did they even get this far? How did, how did they even get this far without any resistance? First of all, nobody has marched on the Capitol since the War of 1812, which is insane. Like, not even the, not even the Confederates of the Civil War have gotten that close. And yeah. then here we are, January 6, 2021. We have people rewriting in the, writing in the Capitol while this election was being certified. We have confederate flags being flown inside the capitol which is insane it's absolutely horrifying yeah. like when it comes to like when it comes to politics in general we have our disagreements but it should never escalate to something like this yeah like and it also got me thinking about it also got me thinking about um protest in general where we have where we have a lot of people who criticize Colin Kaepernick for taking one knee in opposition to in opposition to systemic racism. Yeah. And then we have a lot of people we have that same guy in the White House saying get that SOB off the field. That's yep. insane. Yep. 
like he was just voicing his opinion peacefully. But then when it comes to this insurrection, he turns, he flips the switch and he says, we love you. You're special. So, so a lot of us knew where his, where, which side he lies on. It's just that now, it's just that now it's much more visible. Yeah. Um, and as and for do you think that was good? Do you think that was a good thing in hindsight versus uh, um, if, it w- if he was to do it more secretively or underground? Well, I think, well, it depends on who you're talking. Well, it depends on who you're talking to. As for the majority of us, including me, of course, that was, that was awful, but at least we know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was an awful way to, um, to respond to the insurrection, but now we know for sure who he is. So now we wouldn't, so now we don't have to go through this again if he runs in 2024. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Now you and I, I mean, I, we, we agree that the insurrection and, and um, the, the, the fall, the false, uh tweets or 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 all of the 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 non-factual uh information that was uh preached essentially um by the former president um Mm -hmm. and and i mean i i know he knew what he was doing right i mean he knew that this could be the result Mm -hmm. um i feel strongly about that however I don't, my opinion on this, and, and you let me know too, I don't think that the 70 plus million uh, people who voted for him for to be reelected, I, I absolutely cannot just accept that all those people fit this same mold, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that there are a majority of those people uh meant well like they were not um they were equally dis- disgusted at the events of the insurrection right of course because at the end of the day what was the number roughly like maybe not even a hundred thousand people that were, were around the capital on on january 6th right yeah but we're talking 70 million right so um that's a small sample and that by the way that hundred thousand i'm uh, don't quote me on this number, everyone. I, I know no it's, I, I'm sure it's, it's off, but um, out of that number, that small sample number, that, that was uh, that type of thinking from all over the country, right? There were people there from Arizona. There were people there from Georgia. I mean, uh, they caught most of them and they caught them back in their states, you know, yeah. but, but, but what I'm saying is, uh it's um it's it goes back to being responsible with what you write online right i mean everyone everyone no one is exempt from that including the president right and and for the people listening if you, this is not i'm not putting uh a divide between the two sides and in fact i'm saying we're all human and we're all together in this and um, the, the, what I learned from that event and, and the, the hints at it leading up to it, what I learned is, um, this is, this is like the lowest point of humanity as far as thinking, like is concerned, like we, we're no longer thinking, we're just acting on emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I do, I do believe that not everyone is fit to be in office for, for that, for the presidency. And, and, um, and, and I believe that at the same time, information, uh, verified information, right. Is, is huge. Verified information is huge. And, and that's part of the responsibility that falls back on the, uh, North of 300 million people in this country. Right. It's, it's, it's a huge, I mean, the voter turnout was amazing, right? As a result of that, right? So there's good 
small goods that came from all of this uh, negativity and, and bad, um, it, I think it woke people up, right? Um, Definitely. And, and, and uh, the minority votes were really high this year, right? For, for this election. And that, that ties into the African-American community, the, uh, the Asian-American community, uh, Middle Eastern American, like all the, all of the, I guess we're all foreigners at, at the end of the day, except Native Americans were the first here, but, but you know what I mean? But like, uh, non, non-Caucasian voter turnout was, was really, really high. Um, where do you think that came from? Like, where do you think that, why do you think like the, for example, the black votes was so much higher this time around? I think it's because right now we are facing the we face the election of our generation. This was the election of our generation because 2020 was the year we were fighting against a raging pandemic that a raging pandemic that has changed our lives. We're fighting against systemic racism. We're fighting against um like in that category police brutality. We're also fighting against um let's see. There was COVID there was systemic racism, yeah. police brutality, and there was also um, the polarizing political sides, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's it's all tied in together. Um, you had you had a cult like uh, um, reaction, right, to to uh, the election results, right? Mm-hmm. A cult like reaction to the election results, which every day I was watching multiple news outlets, by the way, right, because I. I don't believe in just getting all my sources from one because then I feel like I'm not uh, truly informed. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Because I feel like there's biases. Let's not kid ourselves. There's biases on, on, on news outlets. Honestly, the most of, most of the news I got, it was by going online and researching myself. You know, Definitely. Yeah, and I feel like that, that is a tool that is amazing. That's a great, that's a great tool for, for, uh, from social media that, that and and just internet and the internet that we can use and you can find out the truth you don't even need that high speed of an internet to get an article up right it's quick so so anybody uh, libraries are everywhere you can go and, and and sit and and if you don't even have internet you can go there and do it so my point is um i i rely heavily on that and maybe that is because and maybe you're the same way because we are um part of the millennial category or, or, you, you know, information like that. Yeah. But everybody can do it. My parents get information all the time, the same mm-hmm. way, you know, but it's funny because they go to a few sources they're used to. And then I hear what they say about like a specific topic. And I'm like, wait, 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 dad, let me show you. You're hearing half the story, right? You're hearing yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and, and, um, it's very easy. And, and then we've all fallen victim to that at one point. Like we, we, we get this information and we assume it's the whole truth, but it's, that's where they can, that's where the media is, is, uh, um, able to win out, but we have to, we have to get our information on our own, I think. And I said that earlier and it, it's just, it's, it's so pivotal, but so you were telling me, yeah, so all of these, the pandemic, uh, systemic racism, uh, social injustice, um, and, and uh, the polarizing uh, uh, sides of America, the small samples, again, that mm-hmm. um, were jumping online and, and bashing each other uh, instead of listening to each other, right? And I think that's where all of that came from. So I, going back to being a... a from an Asian family, uh, looking at all of this, uh, you, you were saying how you were shocked, but what were your thoughts on, on the people on the, that did vote for Trump? Right. And, 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 um, the, the 70 million, which again, I think the majority were, uh, I believe good. Like, I believe, um, Oh, uh, sorry. No, like, no, I believe those who voted for Trump, yeah, they're, of course they're entitled to their own opinion, and that's completely fine. Like I've, like I've, I have a lot of friends who voted for Trump, and we 
we don't really see eye to eye politically, but that doesn't mean we should bash at each other for it. Yeah. Like it's it's all about drop like we have our own political views. There's no denying that, but it's just about coming together, dropping dropping the that I would say that fog that yeah. politics has formed. Yeah. To just come together as one just to come together as one nation. It's not mm-hmm. two nations, it's one. No. Yeah. And when it comes to and sometimes um people who voted for Trump, they didn't even they didn't even know all the facts. And sometimes people who voted for Biden didn't know all the facts. But all that matters is that they're able to voice their own opinion peacefully. Yeah. Yep. And that's the definition of democracy, right? And and, and you're right. Um you can go ahead. I was just, I'm just, I have so many things out uh, it, that come to my head. It's also like, I'm very like extreme. <laughs> so I like to like, I like to like tap on everything, but yeah, you were saying, so it was, um, it was very, one thing you said right now, that's beautiful is you have friends that didn't vote for Biden and, and voted for yeah. Trump. So did I. Right. Um, and, and that's okay. That's the thing, right? It's okay. It's okay to have difference of opinions. Um, we all do our parts, right? By the way, uh, people who voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. I I don't think like Biden is the perfect savior for all of this, right? It's not like he w- he met all. I was more excited that we were going to get our first female vice president. I'll be honest. Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah Kamala Harris. <laughs> Especially, by the way, Women's History Month. Yeah, so um, it's a beautiful time to talk about that. But I feel like that was progressive, right? Um, Definitely progressive. Like Joe Biden was not the perfect candidate, he but he was acceptable under the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. he was... But he was the man with the plan. He was the guy to combat systemic racism. He was the guy to get the virus under control, to combat climate change. Kamala Harris is in that same boat. She is here to, she's here to help us get out of the, she's here to help us get out of this rut that we've been in for not just the past year, but for the past four years as well. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Um, by the way, uh, Kamala Harris, Bay Area native. Bay area <laughs> <represent>. <laughs> right. oh man but um yeah so it, it's 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 uh i think it was the first step for a better future um and i i'm excited about us continuing to uh vote because that's the bottom line the voter turnout being increased by all colors races um is 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 the biggest win i think out of all of this right because half the country but essentially give or take voted and that was the highest voter turnout and 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 that's kind of scary because a half of the country still didn't go out to vote right and it, it was so much easier and the hopes is we get us to that point where majority of the country is is involved in who's running the country you know and and that and that ultimately means the people are are going to be uh, in charge of that. And, and that's the, the most purest way of, uh, that it could be because uh, all of us as individuals and are going to be um, affected by the results. So we might as well have a say in what they could, they, they should be. I had a prediction for this, by the way, I think in the very near future, mm-hmm. I feel there's going to be an emerging uh, uh, strongly, competitive emerging third party uh obviously there are other parties already right and those vote those uh like the independent party green party all of these parties that are already out there but unfortunately the, they don't have enough fuel to to get the number of votes necessary to overtake the Dem- dems or the republicans but I do feel there's going to be a third emerging party in the near future. And I've even came up with a name for it. Um, it's, I think it's going to be the people's party. The I honestly think, party. I think it's going to be, the, what do you think of that? People's party, which obviously means it's about the people. It's not about businesses first. It's not about the top 1%. It's about 
the the everyday regular people that that shape the entirety of this country right the majority of this country would be defined as regular people that hard-working families um that and that just want their voices heard i feel that we're, we're headed in that direction um this year 150,000 150 million people voting uh was a huge step towards that i felt i think the democrats and republicans uh in my opinion i humbly say that they ultimately at the end of the day they're both conglomerates and they're businesses right mm -hmm. they both make money from having their party represent the white house or the congress um and that's why it becomes this rat race right or it becomes this it becomes ugly because the motive is money and it's not what can we do for the people and anyway that's where i i think the people's party is cheesy name but people's party is where we may be headed um what do you think about that i think it solely depends on whether or not the republican or no the democratic party um it depends on whether or not the Democratic Party or even the Republican Party starts to represent the people instead of the upper 1%. Because, because in my opinion, I see that right now, so far the Democrats are, it looks like the Democrats are representing us. Like they're pushing for um, rejoining the Paris Accord for climate change. They're, they're pushing back, um, they're pushing back on the, on the COVID pandemic. They're also, um, Let's see. They're also fighting for they're also fighting um, against racial injustice, yeah. which we've seen before. And uh, but I believe when it comes to that, when it comes to the People's Party, it depends on it depends on whether whether or not these parties progress towards representing the people. Yeah, it's because because why fix what ain't why fix what ain't broke, right? <laughs> that's right that's right oh man it's uh speaking of people and and your people how did uh how did um uh let's let's bring this back into uh as a as a musician all-around musician that you are mm -hmm. um have you felt any um i guess prejudiced or, or or systemic racism uh as a filipino american trying to make it as a, as an r&b singer right uh and songwriter have you had any challenges uh now obviously you're in a blue state of course in a in a very diverse state mm -hmm. um but is there is there anything and you may not have. I'm. I'm just curious. Is is there is there anything that comes to mind? That's a good question. So far, so far, there's no, there hasn't been really any. There hasn't been any setback when it came to my my culture and my race and me wanting to wanting to um, perform R and B R and B melodies R and B songs. Um, but I I always pay homage to where I get those inspiration from. I get most of my inspiration from Black culture. I get my inspiration from how they play their music and how they freely express themselves, and it's amazing. I yeah, I just love so getting powerful. inspiration from different different types of music, whatever I hear, and I love I love producing my own rendition of those, making those styles my own, and I always pay homage to whoever came before me. And as for, as for the, as for any quote unquote prejudice, I don't think I've, I've ever, um, I, I don't think I have faced that because again, I'm in California. Um, we have people of all skin tones, people of all races coming together and making music, just yeah. making beautiful music. And that's all we, and that's all we do. I believe also because music is that pushback against that type of prejudice. We can't, like music can't be that push against prejudice if there is prejudice within that music industry, you know? I get it. I get it. What uh you know we're we're lucky in a in a sense that we both um, you know, we found our calling with music cuz it's such a um 
it's such a unifier, right? It's like music can be so easily, uh, it just bring, you don't even have to sing anything. You don't, you don't need, you don't need words, right? Exactly. Like me being a Persian, uh, uh, individual and, uh, born in Iran, raised here, raised in East coast and West coast. Um, and then one of my favorite genres is, uh, that's international is Irish music. And I have, <laughs> I, I haven't done ancestry yet. So maybe I have like an, a percentage of Irish in me, but I, <laughs> I don't feel, I just, I think it's so beautiful. It's, Ever since I was a kid, like when I'd hear like Irish jig or or, or just like uh, Celtic music, it was something about it. It just made me connect, right? And maybe R and B is like is that for you? Like because you know it's no secret uh, the roots of R and B is is from uh, black culture and 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 uh, and African American uh, influence, and so you know. But you connect with that, right? And and it's it's um, it's amazing. I think how music can do that right there there's no there's no like this music is for you this music is for you music is is free it's like for me it's one of the most freeing uh arts out there right and Definitely. maybe i'm being biased i'm being biased most likely but <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, but uh, th it's my connection and, and and as it is for you um what do you think like what let's let's put it this way where do you think R&B specifically is going in the next 10 to 20 years? Ooh, that's a very good question. So when it comes to R&B, I believe R&B is one of the most free, one of the most free thinking, um, one of the most free thinking um, genres out there because you have so many different um, variations of it. Like, for example, you got, you got um, soul, jazz, electronic um yeah. alternative and hip-hop there's so many variations of it like from from let's say um let's say who's hymns even one, right? hymns right hymns from i mean the dark times of the darker times of u.s history back when uh before slavery was abolished you had you would have um hymns that were sung in in african-american churches and and then work songs right uh um the i blues. the blues the blues kind of i mean it, it turned into blues right it it was it was the hymns and the um the work songs uh and then they organized that into a rhythmic uh genre called blues and then fast forward uh 56 years or roughly that and then you got rhythm and blues which is what we're talking about and and it's the jazz and jazz was a big part of that, right? And and um, uh, and then you go, you even mix a little bit of rock into it, right? You can exactly. It's it's beautiful, like yeah, rhythm and blues, <laughs> like it, it covers everything. <laughs> so like, and you can also play around with those. You can also experiment with those different styles. Like you can even combine. You can somehow combine them and make it your own. Like music is all about expression. It's all about. It's all about communication and it's about expressing your feelings beyond words. Music yeah. is music has been around for thousands of years and this, and it served its purpose of expressing of expression of immersing the listener into the musician's world. Like, you Absolutely. Can, like when it, like there's a huge difference between describing something through words and music. Like when you pull, when you, when you describe something, yeah, it's you have this not you have this picture in your head, you have the knowledge, but when it comes to when it comes to describing something through music, that's when you really feel that connection between you 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 and that musician. That's when you start putting yourself in their shoes. And this is yeah. why music has evolved so much over thousands of years. This is why music is never going away. No, man. It's uh it's one of the yeah, it's one of those in, um, innate, like magical, uh, like tools that humanity has, right? One of many, right? Painting is is another avenue, or um, everything is art. Honestly, everything. I mean, um, 
someone uh, engineering that's an art right which which you also are uh are studying is that right yeah engineering is definitely an art too just what with which engineering are you studying by the way now that we talked about it right now i'm studying electrical engineering electrical engineering and that's great uh, it ties into music man yeah, yeah, yeah. and there, we need good we need good producers man you're you're already are and then you you get that uh that college education from that in that in that field i'm going to be calling you yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey that's that's great um so to to uh to kind of bring things to a close i wanted to close with uh um one thing that i, I wanted to ask you about specifically was uh, ask away it was about the uh how you think and it kind of brings everything we've discussed in into one uh closing uh topic and how do you think music reveals the flaws um in our in our system in america here and and even systemic racism i believe music doesn't just music first first of all music is the one of the best ways or just the arts in general it's one of the best ways to to expose the flaws in our american system in our government um music doesn't just give the information like how like how speeches give out information yeah but sometimes even speeches use elements of music to grab the grab the audience's attention and make it a, make a connection with them martin luther king he uses some elements of music like rhythm like like for example like rhythm he uses elements of music to draw in his crowd and now we have the i have a dream speech yeah yeah so so music it connect it doesn't just describe the hardship to you it puts it puts you in the shoes of that artist or musician who is experiencing those hardships. Yeah. So cadences, it would be a good word. I'd say, huh? The, the use of cadences and it's, it's present in music, of course, uh, MLK speeches, a lot of cadences, even Malcolm X, the, uh, Muhammad Ali. I mean, a lot of great, uh, uh, poets and, 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 uh, preachers, speakers, they, they have that gift, right? It's, it's, uh, they're able to emphasize key words to, to get you to listen. Right. And, and that's, exactly. that's an art in itself. Speech is an art too. Definitely. hundred yeah, percent, man. hundred percent. I suck at it though. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at it too. <laughs> like, but yeah. So like, yeah, go ahead. You were saying about, um, uh how it it reveals the flaws and through the art of music and also speech go ahead like it's not enough for us for the music to reveal the flaws we what we have to do as as um a society is listen to those so we can solve those problems like this goes back to this goes back to politics like how how we have problems in our system and the only way to solve those problems is to acknowledge that they're real. Like acknowledging that problems are real is not this is not it's not hating America or anything. It's just exposing those problems so that we can solve those solve them within the American system to 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 um improve America, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh I think the word I, I, I comes to mind for me is um the problem we the, the one of the issues we've had thus far is the fact that um if it doesn't affect me directly then I don't care right and and that's been a challenge that we faced in this melting pot of a country of of all colors races all uh all you know walks of life live here um definitely and and um I think we're starting to think, and the word I was thinking of is empathy. We have to start having empathy, right? And, and I think we're on, I think we're, we are there now, right? We're, and we're, we're, it's getting more and more present and, and through the, through songs, through music, through speeches, through paintings, uh, these arts definitely remind us of what's real and what our attention should be on. Right. 
there's no there's no um it there's no uh what's the word i'm looking for there's no bias right it's it's the truth it's the truth and it's verified truth right now obviously some uh some musicians can not do that right they they i mean that's also out there but but yeah. you hear all of it because you can when you to me when i hear something that's powerful i define that as they're they're talking about something that we don't get previewed to on other outlets right like in a mm -hmm. song or in a speech or whenever i've been gravitated towards a, a speaker or singer or or even just a pure instrumentalist um there's something that they're communicating to me that i feel like it just grabs me like drum sets being the first love i had in music right and like ever since i was four my mouth would always be whenever i'm like at a at a concert i just <laughs> stare at the drummer and my dad was like dude like <laughs> you can close your mouth you can still enjoy it but um anyway is but i experienced it like that like for me that was pure you know like that was like i haven't felt anything like that before you know and for anybody for everyone majority of the world likes music majority of the world uh appreciates a good message in music whether it's verbal or not and and um i think the reason for that is because it it connects us with our like mo more natural pure human uh side right that's and true it, it, i think it connects us to something deeper within ourselves um it reminds us of that at least you know and then everything else that we see on on media or on on these uh uh bias stations or even bias tweets bias whatever it's all uh in my opinion it's it's distractions right it, it's it's a that's the fog right that's my wife always says uh, it feels foggy when I watch something like that. It's a great, it's a great ex uh, word to describe that. Exactly. But music, it like pulls me through it or many arts do that, but music specifically pulls me through that. And I just see clearly when I hear that right song. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when it comes to, when it comes to, for example, first of all, take, taking away the bias, that is a really hard thing to do because sometimes we have a lot of people right now who watch the news. Sometimes they always, sometimes they get their story from only one side, from one bias side, and that's yeah. that's dangerous because sometimes they, sometimes you or even those telling the story might not have all the information. They might not have all the facts. So, so especially, like for example, Trump's false message of voter fraud. That was a huge one because. Um, a lot of people thought actually thought that the voting the voting system was rigged mm -hmm. um, without diving deeper into why why the story is being told in the first place but yeah yeah but that's why sometimes watching the news from different perspectives is a good thing but you also have to but you also have to be able to um, search like filter out the bias and see yeah. if there is any actual truth in what people are saying nowadays and That's music a, yeah. and music is a great way to to take that to make that truth um make that truth real for you like to to make it more clear for you that's why Absolutely. music is such is a much better that's why musician musicians first of all they have much more power more influence than politicians right yeah and all, all all types of artists i would say right because it's a real thing it's it's a it's a, a gift right you were born with this gift you you've worked on this gift your craft um and and you you refine it and you refine it and then you, and like the song blue light um you're you're serving that as a as as here's here's what what's distracting us right here's what's distracting us now as far in this scenario being for a girl right and 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 that's mm -hmm. beautiful but it's a great but it's bigger than that like someone can listen to blue light and say when i listen to to phil q's song blue light i don't think of a girl i think of a relationship i had with a friend that 
went south, right? Mm -hmm. Because of these same distractions. So the message can be can be the same even if the experience is different. Does that make sense? Like it's uh that's where it's it that magic happens I think within in most of the arts and music for with you. Definitely. Like when yeah, comes, man. like when it comes to the music and the arts, it's all about like for the musician and the artist, this is us giving our message the best way we can and and it, you could take it however you want. Take it with a grain of salt. Like yeah. music, like Blue Light. It's not just about a girl. It's just about rekindling those real connections that we have with real, with real people instead of just, um, instead of just on the computer screen. You know, hundred percent like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far, this is the best we got, but we'll work with it. <laughs> but we use it for the right purposes, right? We're trying. We're my goal with this podcast has always been before I even started it was uh, give something else, right? Try to give something else. Um, and there are other podcasts who, who think of, uh, similarly and, and, you know, bravo to them. Uh, but I felt passionate about it, you know, and, and I feel like this is a medium for uh, to bring all types of talent um, and, uh, and be able to hear real people from everyday life. And, and talk about um, their views, right? And and this is a great medium to, to bring all of that together. And and I've and that that's been my goal, right? Uh, I want to speak to anybody that that wants to be on here, um, and hear hear what they have to say. And that's the important part. I I, I want to listen more than I speak. Uh, it may not look like that based after this episode because I talk a lot, but um, <laughs> that is that is indeed my goal, though, ladies and gentlemen. So as far as uh, Phil Q, the man of the hour here, um, what do you, uh, what's, what's, what's uh, next for you musically? What do you, got, what do you got going on? So as of right now, I am working on new music for this year. I'm working out a strategy, strategy to release all of my music, but also I have a YouTube channel. I post covers weekly. I haven't been able to do it last week, but I'll do it this week. Um, I also post... Um, I don't know if you heard, but I also post um, clips where I take a, where I take songs and I also, um, where I take songs and I put them on a completely different, uh, on a completely different um, instrumental to give it a completely different vibe. Wow. So those are called flips. I saw, but... I saw something on your TikTok. By the way, plug all of your uh, social handles uh, for everyone to give you a follow. What's your, what's your TikTok? So my TikTok is actually, uh, is there a way to put it anywhere on the screen or? Yes, I can do that. I can definitely do all of that. You point where you want it and I'll have it there. <laughs> all right, perfect. So all of my links will be right, will be down here. My IG, my YouTube, my um, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, everything. Yes, and right. TikTok as well. Yeah. So I post. I, I oh. saw one of those flips I was going to say on your TikTok. Uh, you took the you took your keyboard flipped it and it became a guitar is that what you were referring to oh oh no it was another thing um for example i did it to lma i did it to chris brown's yo so oh great so on my youtube channel covers every single week um and i'm and i'm definitely working on new music and i have another song coming out in a few months uh so you guys check that out i'm excited man all right, man. Anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, hmm. Nothing else at the moment except for check out Pedge's new Fumble podcast. Um, <laughs> and every Tuesday, right? Yeah, it comes out every Tuesday. This episode is coming out on March 9th, everyone. So uh, – the anticipation but once you hear this you wouldn't have had to wait because it's on <laughs> it's already march 9th right <laughs> that's it's right march 9th. it's march 9th uh, for all intensive purposes hey phil thanks man and i definitely want you back on uh you have a great mind keep rocking out or r and being out and uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get together man after this pandemic is uh at herd immunity Definitely, of course. Thanks definitely. for having me, Pedge. I definitely want to come back on here. And what? we should we should definitely link up for some music. Definitely. Oh man, I'm down. I'm down. I'll be honored. 
thank you again and thank you everyone for uh jumping on uh we'll catch you next time all right catch you guys next time check out the socials and i'll see you later Together, we'll purify the mind and have.